0: It's the skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. I throw balls far. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm forty. And now here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with The Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. And a good Thursday morning out there, western Oklahoma. Welcome to The Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM. The Sports Animal. Glad to be along. We're down at Poppy's Pit and Grill again this morning. It's at the intersection of Highway 152 and Highway 6. The locals are here. I'm going to guess these guys in front of us, Jared are the uh, the daily crew, as it were, as they walked in. Uh, they, the uh, waitress just said, do we need the usual? And they just nodded <laughs> their head and sat down and started putting tables together like they own the place. I, I'm, I'm afraid that they uh, might have a little steak in uh, Poppy's Pit and Grill, but uh, it's, a, it's a good crew on hand tonight. Uh, this morning, still plenty of seats. If you want to come down and have some breakfast, Poppy's opens at 6 to 2. Uh, on Monday through Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m., Thursday through Saturday. So you get breakfast, lunch, and dinner Thursday through Saturday, and then uh, for lunch after church on Sunday, 11 to 2 o'clock. Looking through the menu and what we saw last week when we were here, the omelets uh, look fantastic. Also, uh, Dylan's Kitchen Sink. Well, that's got to have everything, right? It's got biscuits and sausage gravy topped with eggs and hash browns.
1: Ooh. That sounds great.
0: That sounds kind of right up my alley. Wow. Poppy's Pit and Grill. Come on down, have lunch, hang out with us for the next hour. Have breakfast, uh, and you can hang out with us. Uh, the lunch special, by the way, if that's what you're looking for. The regular Thursday special: it's pork chops with two sides, or pulled pork nachos, or pulled pork tacos. Excuse me. The pulled pork tacos have uh, homemade peach salsa uh, mm-hmm. with them. Uh, so those are the two lunch specials, and then of course all the burgers and sandwiches. There's another sandwich here. Brisket, pork, sausage, and two pieces of bacon. Oh, my goodness. Poppy's Pig right up my alley as well. Ooh. Poppy's Pit and Grill right here at the highway, uh, highway 152, Highway 6 Junction, just south of Elk City. Coming up today, I think we're finally going to get back to it, Jared. It's what, been months that? since we've had everyone's favorite segment. What's that? What's on Jared's mind? It hasn't been months afraid it might have been.
1: It's been weeks, maybe.
0: <clears throat> I think it's been months.
1: It's so we'll, been months. We'll
0: find that out. I think it has. Nah. We'll find that out because football has been going on. Right. So we've kind of been packed to the gills yeah. with things to talk about.
1: Well, it's been on our minds a lot. So yeah. has. That, Let's we'll see
0: if something about football is on your mind. Okay. Uh, at the halfway point of the college football season, we will discuss uh, who are the most disappointing teams. Got to give it up to the gentleman right in front of us for still wearing that OU hat because uh, they'll certainly be on that list. Most surprising teams on the good side. Uh, at the halfway point, who do you think will play in the conference title games? Who do you think will be in the college football playoff? And then also a halfway point Heisman leader. So we can uh,
1: change our preseason picks. You can
0: change your preseason picks. Like, gotcha. for instance, I'm pr- pretty sure you're not going to have OU in the playoff. know
1: uh, I think there's a chance they're not going to make it this year. I
0: think that you're going to take OU yeah. outside of the playoff. Yeah. Now, as as much fun as I would like to make fun of you, as much as i like to make fun of you for that, I would, I'm would, i probably going to have to put Georgia in since I didn't have them there in, you go. in the preseason. Uh, but we'll do that. And I would like to hear you guys' opinion as well on who will be in the college football playoff, also your halfway point Heisman leader. And then, of course, right at the top of the show, some big games on the high school football gridiron that we will discuss and one game that's not going to happen tonight uh, in the Paragon Sports Team Network. 225-9698 is the phone of the text line. That's 225-9698. Give us a call, shoot us a text, we can talk about any of those things or whatever else might be on your mind. Just feel free to chime right in at 225-9698. If you're going to be outside the listening area, there are a couple ways to stay in touch with our show and Today would have been uh, a good day to do that. Well, I guess not because we didn't have enough internet to get it out. But anyway, um, you can log on to KADSAM.com com, or you can download the Paragon Communications app. The app's got it all. It's got the three radio stations. It's got the Penny News. Actually, I think the app was working on KECO, so KADS had to have been working as well. Mm. So that's a way if you if you don't hear us on on the uh, on the radio regular radio, you can log on to KADSAM.com dot com or download that app. The app's got three radio stations. It's got the Penny News, a brand new edition of that Penny News is hitting everywhere right now. The print edition is out and about. Go pick up a free copy of the Penny News. Also, as I mentioned, Big Elk TV and Paragon TV going to have one less game on Paragon TV than we thought than we thought going into uh, what the schedule was originally. We'll tell you about that coming up here very shortly. And then it's the getting on Sports Podcast on iTunes and also on kadsam.com. com. If you miss the show entirely, you can go back and check us out uh, online that way. All right, Jared, how are you this morning? I'm good. A little tired, but I'm good. Why are you tired? Well, you
1: ever do it where you, you start a, mute, a movie and it's a really good movie and you just can't stop it, even though you've seen it plenty of times? There's always those movies that once you start it, you just can't stop it. That happened to me last night. I got I fell into that trap at about 9 o'clock.
0: What, is, what movie was it?
1: Uh, the new Top Gun. I just... I was bored and I just turned it on. Already put the girls to bed and, and <clears> I <throat> went out to the garage and just kinda hanging out, doing some stuff in there. It's like I need something to watch. Turned that on.
0: Next nice thing you know, it's uh, midnight.
1: Yeah, I'm like, oh man, this is great. I know how it ends, but I'm gonna watch it again.
0: Don't spoiler it for me.
1: You've yet to see it, huh? Oh wow, man. Yeah that is uh to see it. That's a little shocking. Oh, Haven't seen it yet. It's out on digital, you can I'm rent not. it. You can own it digitally. I'm not sure if you can go buy the, the, the Blu-ray, but, man, it is a
0: great movie. Are Blu-rays still a thing?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. DVDs? Just, I saw them. I don't DVDs know about DVDs. out.
0: Are they kind of the, the thing of the past? They're, they're kind of a uh, the cassette tape yeah. of the 2000s.
1: You can go to a store, and they're in that giant bin towards the checkout that are, like, for five bucks. You maybe dig through it and find a, an old gem.
0: And maybe even have to spend 20 to find a player that will play it.
1: Exactly, well, Blu-ray players. Blu-ray but, will still play a but DVD. We, you know, we have a Blu-ray player, and we have <laughs> Blu-rays. You know, a lot of kid ones that have been sent to us uh, over the years. And you know, we hardly ever use that Blu-ray player. It's always go to Netflix or Disney Plus, you know, all the streaming services, all that stuff. And kids can find what they're looking for, what they want to watch.
0: Yeah, it does feel like the, the streaming services have taken kind of taken over, yeah. haven't they?
1: And you need to – now, you got – listen, we're playing the night. I mean, you got Friday night open, I, I'd assume. So I may, would too, but you know may, what? Maybe, I haven't asked well, the social make, coordinator yet. Make the plans now. Maybe you should make plans, Friday night, movie night in the Cow House, to watch Top Gun Maverick. I'd
0: even recommend it for Wyatt. He would love it. Speaking of Wyatt, we, we discussed yesterday how he may have learned a lesson. Hmm. As far as yeah. washing his clothes and that kind of thing. Right. Turns out I don't think he did. Well, I don't think he learned a lesson. He wanted to do it again? Yeah, he still wants to wash his own clothes. Okay. Maybe he learned a better lesson How than what again, I thought man. he sh- should have learned. Here's, a, here's a, the Daily Wyatt update, I guess. Is he <laughs> said, I, I told him when these, these words came out of his mouth, I told him it was the most ridiculous thing he's ever said. And that's a that's a pretty... Extensive list of <laughs> some of the some of the things that he can come up with. Yeah. Today, his comment, uh, something was said about Alabama and Tennessee, or something was said about Nick Saban, maybe. Okay. On the way over, <clears throat> and his comment was, I think it was actually Nathan Landry, because that's when I figured out I was figuring out that we didn't have internet. Right at the time, I'm getting in the car, I'm getting text. Hey, we're offline. Sports animal's not on. I'm like, okay, that could be internet. And I flipped it over i heard nathan say yeah the station doesn't have internet like right at that time Ah. he mentions nick saban wyatt compton proceeds to fire off hey aaron you know who's overrated it's like i don't know who he said nick saban oh
1: man what was the justification of that i said
0: well why do you think he's overrated and he kind of stopped for a second he goes no, no no you know what never mind And
1: yeah, he knew it's he's not, like, I just got, went down a rabbit hole he's like
0: yeah never mind it's not Nick Saban <laughs> it's Alabama Alabama's overrated okay
1: like this version I said do you mean season? like
0: this well I said do you mean like this one this year he's like no nah, just as a program oh. Alabama's overrated and I was like okay so why do you think that and he did have justification for this one he says well, they think they're going to win every game and win the national championship every year. I said, well, buddy, uh, nine out of the last 13, they played for it. And they've won six of them. Yeah. And he goes, well, that's not all of them. I said, well, you don't understand. Like, yeah. in the history of college football, there's never been a run like this. This doesn't happen no. for this extended period of time. See, that's he, he's young enough to not even have any idea that, you know, this is rare.
1: Right. Right. <laughs> it's like You un- don't know it. We've always said that, right? You don't know it until it's over. You don't know you're witnessing yeah. history until it's history. Yeah. So, I, I yeah, I understand. Uh, I, it's hard to understand that when you're a kid.
0: Yeah. It, but we
1: are witnessing this, yeah.
0: On the uh, on my on my phone here, yeah, in his lifetime they almost have. And then I started <laughs> yeah. going through him. I was like, well, they won it in 2009, 11, 12, 15, 17, 20, and then they played for it three other times and lost. Yeah. Right. Well that's not winning them all. I right? uh, said, Well we're gonna to have to agree to disagree. Now get out of the car and go to school, and maybe you'll learn something. Well by his definition when he
1: says they think they're gonna win a yeah, national title not, every year. No well doubt. here's a news flash. There are a lot of schools and fans that think they're gonna win a national title every year.
0: My response oh. to him was I'll tell you what, buddy. Alabama if they are if they are overrated, I wish OU was overrated just <laughs> like they <laughs> yeah. are. That's right. <laughs> Coach Dustin, he knows when he sees a cheater. <laughs> All right. Big game tonight at Big Oak Stadium. We might first, chicken. yeah, you Go might ahead. want
1: to touch on the Hollis thing. Yeah, I Hollis. Mean, there's not, probably people thinking,
0: what game are you talking about? <laughs> Hollis is not playing. Uh, the Tigers will not play tonight, so we will not have that game on Paragon TV. Beaver does not have enough players to make the trip to Hollis. So I that game. Beavers. Uh, that game is off the tigers and the beavers are off so no hollis game tonight so is that a forfeit that that comes courtesy of the hollis tiger football booster club and also i have uh, connections to the superintendent's office as well oh you do so that's coming from a family member of the superintendent well i mean we also have a broadcast
1: crew we could probably (coughs) contact too we could want it
0: to but yeah so hollis not playing tonight I would assume, yes, that's got to be a forfeit, right? Were they at Beaver? Nope, it was going to be down in it Hollis.
1: It's going to be it. So that has to be a forfeit.
0: So Beaver, uh, they killed two birds with one stone. Well, Beaver, damn. They saved the money.
1: Uh, I'm trying.
0: The dad jokes Thank are you. flowing. Thank you. Uh, matter of fact. Well, a win's a win. Look at this. What's that? If you look on the OSSAA uh, rankings website. Yeah. They have actually pulled Beaver off of the district out of, out, the district out of the district and they've taken away a district win from Turpin they've taken away a district yes. win yes look at see turpin beat beaver last week right turpin is 0 and 0 in the district
1: why would they take away the win
0: did beaver because of lack of players just declare independence
1: in the middle of the season in the middle of the season there's a story brewing here is that what happened to the bottom of this this is
0: pretty interesting it's very interesting because you see here and then when you look up you look at Hollis's schedule you know what Beaver is no longer listed with the two little things 15 nothing forfeit it's on it's already on there but not as a district game very interesting Hmm. anyhow so Hollis and Beaver will not play tonight uh, Elk City and Chickasha will the battle for Beckham County will still happen as well. Big Elks and Chickasha come in as the only two undefeated teams still in District 4A1 Oh, uh, Here we go. I knew I could get We I get knew, an answer. I, I was going to try to reach out
1: to somebody too.
0: Yes the district game so they automatically do not qualify for playoffs and makes it now a five team district All games played against Beaver this season are now voided
1: Wow So just Okay. Say it again. Yes, so they are. Makes it, it
0: makes it a five team district. All games played against Beaver this season are now voided.
1: Okay, so why the games already played voided?
0: Because nobody else is going to have a they, chance to play.
1: Exactly. So they, they got to keep it fair. Okay. I guess I'm looking for scandal. Do they play with an ineligible player or something? I don't but think they don't have think enough. I think they it. ran out of guys. They just ran out of guys. They don't have enough. Yes. Uh, gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that's unfortunate for Beaver
0: yeah it's now a five-team district so that's why they've taken them off of this list all games played against beaver this season are now voided so there you have it okay thank you to jenna i knew that she would figure this out
1: good job jenna
0: yeah turpin can't get a win and the others not sure i get that with the way that that happened
1: okay so okay
0: well no game
1: for hollis tonight back to the elks and chickasha but elks do have a game a big game
0: both teams undefeated in the district. Both teams five and one overall. Um, Chickasha has played an extra game uh, in the district schedule. They have played. They still have Elk City, Clinton, and Cash coming up on their schedule. Plus, obviously, a bye week because they're a game ahead of, uh, of where the Elks are. Chickasha will come in with athletes. Chickasha will come in with as good a running back as Elk City has seen all season. Uh, Xavier Robinson from, from Carl Albert may be excluded yeah. on that list, but for sure within the district, uh, Malik Murphy is a big, strong, fast dude. Uh, and as Coach Fisher told us yesterday, Jared, uh, it's going to be job number one for Elk City to be able to to contain and slow Malik Murphy down in order to make Chickasha beat Elk City in a way that maybe they're not as comfortable as just turning around and handing it to Murphy.
1: Yeah, that, I was asking you all fair what what do they look like and that's, that's it's going to start with number six and you also said that um, and I'm leaning on you, I'm giving you a lot of credit here because I didn't do any homework yet um, that they, it's a very similar uh, offensive scheme
0: meaning if,
1: if we can, what I'm saying is defend them up front bog down their run game and make them do stuff that we think that they don't want to do and that's throw it um, I, I don't, I mean I'm trying to put my, get a pulse on this game and at first glance, I think Elk City should be okay uh, with the way that uh, bring up uh, Chickasha's schedule for me, or the the way they have uh, played. Um, I mean, Woodward they went up there, they blanked them, but I think it was forever. It was like a two-score game for the longest time. I think they got a late touchdown to make it twenty-three nothing. I I don't I don't know. I if Elk City just continues to do what they do defensively. And I can't stress that enough defensively, because I think offensively they're gonna be okay. But in I'm anxious to see a game where Elk City comes out and protects the football.
0: Yeah, so, so you was see Coach what I'm, Fisher. I know, I know.
1: But after all that talk yesterday with them and, and had a great pregame interview with them, you'll hear tonight, it you know, we talked about that and, and you know how they're able to overcome that. Imagine if they didn't have to overcome that. And maybe tonight's the night. If they can stay on the plus side in the turnover uh, battle, not put the ball on the turf, I think they should be okay. But for all intents and purposes, this is the district title game right here until next week if 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 Weatherford wins, right? That, the next game, the huge game gets bigger and bigger. But the way Chickashae looks, they look like they are uh, one of the best teams in this district along with Elk City.
0: Yeah, when you look at the, on the Chickashae side of things, a win here, that means they would have wins over number two and number three in the district right now with Elk City and Weatherford. You'd feel pretty good about their chances. They do still have Cash and Clinton left. You'd feel better if it was John Marshall and Woodward, and they'd already gone through those others. But a Chickasaw win, they're now two games away, and kind of have a mulligan in their pocket for the te- with the teams that they're going to be tied with, okay. especially if Weatherford beats Cash, because then you're looking even if it, even if they were to drop one to say the Cash or Clinton everybody's got one loss but here's the difference chickasha beat both elk city and weatherford right you know in, in yeah. that scenario so all the all the tiebreakers on chickasha's side go go they really take a step forward if they ever if they're able to beat the elks tonight on the other side for elk city if they can beat chickasha if they can come away with the win and get to 3-0 and then tomorrow night you become even bigger fans of cash against weatherford than you would have been in the first place just because it's weatherford you know what i'm saying <laughs> yes because at that point then you have the ultimate mulligan in your pocket because weatherford would have two losses cash would have one but you beat them chickasha would have one but you beat them so then the the scenario flips to where elk city is in complete control no matter what happens next week at weatherford right with of course also thinking that you beat John Marshall and you beat Woodward like everybody else has. So, I mean, for a a lot of reasons, not only to have the lead, not only to stay undefeated in the district, but the the tiebreaker scenarios really start to kind of get a little bit more clear if uh, no matter who wins this game tonight. Uh, It's just a, a huge game. The Elks, as you said last week, got off to that slow start. It's now three straight games where we've seen a special teams mistake lead to directly two points for the other team carl albert ran the kickoff back the opening kickoff of the game to take a 7-0 lead the elks get a punt blocked by clinton after a bad snap that leads to a one-yard touchdown run and then last week the opening kickoff the elks fumble it which leads directly to a 17-yard touchdown run for cash so the last the last three weeks before two minutes have been off the clock the elks have looked up and they're down a touchdown and in only one of those instances did they not start with the ball you know, right. So th- that's something that uh, as these games get more important and as the, the opponents get uh, more familiar with what Elk City's doing offensively, those are things that cannot continue to happen. The special teams have to be um, cleaned up. And then, as you said, man, would it be nice to see what the Elks could do if they would play a clean game on offense. You know, last week against uh, a defense in cash that had been kind of up to the test against everybody outside of Tuttle, you know, they were able to to put 36 on the board Fumble the kickoff, and also committed three turnovers. You right. look up, man. You're putting a 50 spot on the board, especially the way that game went. Because outside of the one possession where Cash uh, sacked Austin Jones on first down, put the Elks behind the chains and forced a punt. Outside of that, the Elks stopped themselves yeah. as much as Cash stopped. Now you got to give Cash. Uh, credit for knocking the ball loose on the long pass down to Caden that would have been inside the five yard or inside the ten give them credit for knocking it loose But at the same time those are just mistakes that the Elks have got to quit committing
1: exactly yeah, and again I make sure I, it's gonna happen. We're gonna have that game where they do not make mistakes Not uh, you know big mistakes like turnovers and stuff like that And when that happens this team is dang near unbeatable like, at least that they are in this district so let's see if we can get that tonight. If we can, I think they got a really good shot.
0: The other game that'll be on, uh, so that, that'll be Big Out TV and Cool 94 for the Elks and Chickasha on Paragon TV, still being played. It's going to be Merritt and Sayer. Both teams come in 1 and 5. Uh, both teams' only win was against Cordell. And the scores, uh, how, how eerie is this? Uh, Sayre beat Cordell four, 49 to 6. Merritt beat him 48 to 6. So <laughs> pretty similar there. Both teams 0 and 3 in the district looking for their first Class A District 1 win out at Merritt tonight. You know, the, the, this is one of those games um, where there's a whole bunch on the line from a pride standpoint. And, and, and you never know. You look up at the district standings, uh, there, there's four teams that have winning records. Uh, you know, one of those with uh, Moreland and Texoma, one of those two is going to end up with two losses because they haven't played yet, right? They're two and one one of them is going to have to have uh, end up with two losses so you know you, you just never know if this could be a springboard to where one of these teams might catch fire late and even especially if it's Sayer winning tonight because of their schedule they still get to play Moreland they still get to play Texoma so they could be the ones putting those losses on those teams if they were able to catch fire here late in the season but at least going into it it looks like you know if these two teams this is going to kind of be their chance to be sure and get a district win in their pocket and then see how the the rest of the season goes
1: yeah i don't know if it's just for bragging rights because the same could be said about Merritt too if they can get a win you know could that springboard them moving forward against the thomas team that's down uh, Hooker's always tough, uh, and, of course, Fairview's Fairview. But you never know. They play spoiler or, or somehow sneak into that fourth spot for both teams if they get a win. So and it could be a little bit more than just bragging rights. There's still possibilities here.
0: Yeah, as as slim as they seem, it, it still sure. is there. Never know. And, and to me, the difference between those two teams with Merritt and Sayer is just simply Merritt's already, already played Moreland. They've already played Texoma. They've already lost to them. So that's where the schedule, yes, way tougher for Sayer. Mm-hmm. But the advantage of having chances down the line to, to l- put losses on teams in front of you um, is there for the Eagles. Uh, you know, who knows what's going to happen? Uh, you know, last year I was at this game, and uh, Sayre won on the very last play of the game of a 40-yard Colt Merrick quarterback scramble. Uh, I believe it was last year. Uh, yeah, it was at Sayre. Uh, as time expired. <laughs> I mean, it was it was just nuts. Uh, and, it, and it was competitive. It was close. Obviously, until the last play of the game, uh, when Merrick got loose, it so, was
1: a battle.
0: It was a battle, battle for, for what?
1: For Beckham County.
0: I did not see a trophy, Jared. That—that's going to be your task in the off season. We're going to your, gonna your get task a trophy. in the off, off season is going to be to come up with a cool trophy
1: for the battle for Beckham County. For the, the battle the, for Beckham County. I'm telling you, the Beckham County bell just has a nice ring to it. Two years
0: ago, I'm seeing when that happened. What else? 2020. Could, I mean,
1: it has it can't be like a hat. There's already a famous golden hat that's passed around between schools. Anyways, that's a good idea. That's a good task for me. We can figure that out. Battle for Beckham County. Happening tonight. Tonight, right? Not it tomorrow. Is, tonight.
0: It is tonight.
1: A lot of a lot of games are happening tonight. There is uh well, you go back to 4A. Cash and Weatherford is tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Um But um I think the rest of the district is tonight.
0: Yeah, and, I, believe, uh, I believe
1: Clinton's off. Clinton's the one that's
0: off. Yeah. John Marshall Woodwards tonight. Oak City chase tonight. I can tell you what all is tomorrow. There's it's going to be a short list. It's going to be the inverse of normal. Right. So all the games are on Thursday except for just a few. Right. Okay, yeah, here you go. Weatherford Cash, Hera and Hera and Newcastle in 4A is tomorrow.
1: That's really the only game it's a
0: bunch that of 5A. A huge for us. a big game. McGinnis and Carl Albert. Yeah, and if you didn't have anything to do tomorrow night, go up and watch that one. Well, it's at I, McGinnis. Yeah,
1: it's at McGinnis. We've seen Carl Albert. Our Clinton friends have seen McGinnis. I, I wonder. <laughs> Can't say that on air. Huh? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's good.
1: No, yeah. I, actually, I'm leaning Carl Albert in that game. Maybe because I've seen him. Probably so. I just don't. I'm not ready to bury him. You know what I mean? Like some people are. They're still ranked pretty low in 5A. I'm not ready to put them down there.
0: Yeah, I think listening to Coach Dunn yesterday on with Mark, it sounds like they're very similar teams. Both teams have a really good running back. Of course, we saw Xavier Robinson. Uh, Clinton saw Taffy uh, against them defensively. uh, Carl Albert's pretty young. And then, of course, they have uh, Tayshaun James going to Iowa State. We had that wrong that night, but it's Iowa State. Uh, instead of Iowa, but once again, good place to go play defense. And uh, here you go, Beckham County ball with a gold football.
1: I mean, as a trophy, I, yeah, I get it. I think gold football should just be reserved for a state championship trophy. Should it
0: be? How about this? Because you're always how about this. I've say, got well, it.
1: We're playing for the gold ball.
0: You know how the Masters, their their trophy is a replica of the clubhouse. Yeah. Maybe this should be a replica of the courthouse. There you go. A replica trophy of the courthouse. There you go. The well, that's County. where
1: I go back to. A bell. Is there a bell at maybe the top he meant of the to courthouse? He might have
0: meant to say bell, the Beckham County Bell, with a with a gold. Yeah. Maybe that's what that means. Uh, yeah, I don't
1: know. That's good suggestions. We got to get this done before they redistrict everything. <laughs> and yeah. it doesn't matter, and that's they don't good. play anymore. We got
0: a whole bunch of momentum for one more year, Jared. <laughs> and then they split districts and want to yeah. go north, want to go south, yeah. and all this goes away.
1: Well, maybe they'll well, play a, a non. Well, District, and this up. could
0: be your only chance to win it. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, the lone year that when the, there's a trophy,
1: and, and it's an it's an uh, incentive to even if they have switched districts, they can still play each other in the off or the uh, non-districts. Non-district. Like, hey, we've got to play for that trophy. We we didn't win it last time. Schedule them. Oh,
0: here you go. A rig with an eagle on it. There it is. I like it. Who'd have ever thought possum would have came up with such a good idea?
1: Man, he's. He's knocking it out of the park this week with my yeah, eagle
0: Now, would you have the eagle on top of the rig? See, would no, that, Oiler would fans that be wouldn't like that. too much, like favoring Sayre? Does it need to be right in the middle?
1: Maybe something with the outline like of the – like, like maybe it doesn't have to be – it could be wood, like a, a, you know, a finished wood like cut out of Beckham County. See what I'm saying? And yeah. then in gray, like burnt into the wood.
0: Can have the, the eagle and the rig.
1: Yeah, I don't know. And then on the back, you can put the year and the winner, and you add to it. Okay. See what I'm saying? There you go.
0: It'd be a plate, and then it eventually, I say the last one of the of, of the years gets to house that one and in their trophy case, yeah. And then put a new plate on for another 30 years or whatever. Yeah. Fun stuff. Sounding good. Skinny on Sports live at Poppy's Pit and Grill down at the intersections of Highway 152 and Highway 6, just south of Elk City. Be here throughout the hour. They'll be here till 8 o'clock tonight, Thursday through Saturday, 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. So breakfast, lunch, and dinner at Poppy's Thursday through Saturday, Monday through Wednesday they got breakfast and lunch at 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. And then on Sunday, after church, you can come have lunch from 11 to 2 o'clock. Today you have pork chops with a couple of sides as one of the specials also pulled pork tacos is another one of the specials here at poppy's uh, pit and grill if you don't want to go the special route for lunch anyway i would probably recommend poppy's pig that sandwich you might ask what is poppy's pig Aaron? well i'll tell you (laughs) sliced brisket pulled pork sausage and two pieces of bacon it's got the entirety and, um, all the pig and just a slice of beef.
1: I need to reserve time for a nap after finishing that bad boy.
0: Well, I, I figured I would eat that sandwich, I, and then when you and Drew want to go set up everything sure for tonight's an, game, <laughs> that would be time for me to take the nap.
1: Make sure you have an extra notch in your belt after eating that one.
0: Right now breakfast is going, looking right up from us.
1: I like to believe they're all here because we're here, They right? are.
0: Yeah. They, that's what the, uh, the one gentleman said. Hey, we're back to see you guys. There
1: you go. Yeah, I'm looking up and down. We got an omelet. We got uh, kind of a toaster there. Gravy, uh, pepper with some eggs underneath it. We got that <laughs> toaster sandwich. Man, nice variety. See some, man. There's just some thick pancakes over have there. Have you too. spotted
0: Dylan's kitchen sink yet? I
1: have not. I have not seen that <laughs> yet.
0: I'd like to see what that looks like.
1: We just need to make a trip here for lunch.
0: Or just stay here, not We're just, go back.
1: Or just stay here. We got internet. We could work here, right? Yeah. There you go.
0: Poppy's Pit and Grill, come down for lunch, come down for breakfast right now, hang out with us for the next 30 minutes or so before we uh, end the show. All right, Jared, it's about the halfway point of the college football season. This week is one of the biggest weeks as far as ranked matchups and also undefeated matchups that college football has ever seen. I've mentioned it all week, but um, only the second time in the history of college football that we'll see three games where both teams are undefeated at least 5-0. and So only the third time, 1993 was the last time this happened. Those three games, Michigan and Penn State, Oklahoma State and TCU, and also Alabama and Tennessee. Uh, so we've got the, those three games, but also some other ones that, that don't necessarily feature two undefeated teams that will spark your interest. I think Clemson and Syracuse is one that is uh, – not, that's Clemson-FSU, I'm sorry. It's North Carolina State and Syracuse. Uh, a, a game there in the ACC with a 5-1 and one versus a 5-0. and zero. And then, of course, the nightcap, uh, USC and Utah with the uh, Trojans going to the Utes. So it's a big week. It's kind of one of those separation weeks to see who is a, who's a real contender to, to step up into that college football playoff conversation, who's not it's a good time for this discussion to happen with with what's a, you know before it happens right because we can come in here monday and go oh yeah well i knew tcu was good if mm-hmm. they happen to be you know what i'm saying yeah. so going into this week i think it's a great time for it we'll start i'm always a guy that would uh, like to get the bad things out of the way okay rip so the so we'll Band-Aid. start like with the, the most disappointing teams through the first half of the season I've written down four. Okay. Oklahoma obviously is on this list. The Sooners at three and three, losers of three straight all Big 12 games. Uh, Britt Venables, the defensive guru, has come in here and looked exactly like the last guys, if not worse. Oklahoma is averaging given up almost 215 yards a game rushing.
1: Just rushing. Just
0: yeah. rushing, which is by far the worst in the Big 12, like 75 yards worse uh, than the next worst, which I think is Texas Tech at like 140. Uh, so Oklahoma is clearly on this list. I've got Miami. Uh, a lot of people had Miami as kind of a, a chic pick to, to be the ACC champ. Guilty. Mi- Miami yeah. has been terrible well, not the champ, so but. far this season. I think you have to put Wisconsin on this list because right. Wisconsin has been bad enough to where they fired their coach. Right. So Wisconsin's there. And then I have another team on this list, but I don't know if I should say they're disappointing because I thought they would be. But it's Texas A&M. Texas A&M nah, has well. been disappointing, but we both thought they were going to be. So, is it really a disappointment when we thought you weren't going to be as good as people? Uh, we were
1: saying it out loud, hoping it, it'd be true because no one likes saying it. into, into and, existence, and it, 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 it's true. Um, uh, you got three of my four. OU, for obvious reasons. Same thing about Miami. Thought this would be the year they take that next step. I think they're a year away because they've had a good uh, recruiting um, uh, efforts recently this past summer which really won't go into effect till as soon as next season same thing about OU too Um, so but still thought that they could be okay in the division that they play in there in the ACC that they could at least make an appearance into the ACC championship game that doesn't look like it's going to happen Wisconsin too I've had them in there for obvious reasons again for you know you fire a coach in the middle of the year it's not very good it's things aren't going well and I'll stay in the Big Ten with Iowa uh, Iowa is always a team that you you don't necessarily put, say, in your college playoff discussion, but this time of the year, they suddenly are because all of a sudden you look up and they're undefeated. Yeah, they are undefeated by winning games ten to three or seven to uh, three or whatever. Uh, this year is kind of opposite. I mean, they're they're just inept on offense. They look. I mean, their stat lines, their box scores are embarrassing. Um, I all I think all that kind of. Uh, Ground and pound, old school style of play is kind of catching up with them. So, but again, when we talk about Iowa, they're always kind of right there in that conversation this time of the year. So that's why I have them as a disappointment um, midway through the year right now.
0: Yeah, I was always like eight and four, nine and three, and if things go right, 11-1, I 2-2. Mean, two two. Yeah, they're always and they're always lurking you know, at least. You in always the kind of look at
1: their schedule and go, who are they going to upset this year, mm-hmm. right? Who's coming to Iowa City? Who's going to get upset? And I don't see it this year. I yeah, don't see they've it. They've
0: had chances already, and it hasn't happened. No. Uh, on the other side, the surprising teams. I'll let you go first. I, I imagine we'll have a lot of the same list here. But, I really uh, just
1: ahead. put a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, UCLA, um, surprising. They're, what, 5-0? and 0? Um, Got the big win against Utah last week, and... Was Utah looking ahead or, you know, to this week coming up against USC, or is UCLA really good? And then they also got that impressive win a couple weeks ago against Washington, and um, the quarterback's finally looking like a Chip Kelly quarterback. So is the offense. So UCLA, very surprising. And TCU, a first-year head coach. The offense looks dynamic. Um, They they got a chance this week to, uh, you know, prove it and become contenders in the big 12 if they can get past osu at home this week they have a great shot to get to arlington which isn't that far away from them right down the road so a couple of surprising teams for me i didn't really have any of those teams on my radar as even conference title contenders but here they are
0: yeah to me this list starts and ends with kansas obviously well of course yeah you know i didn't even write them down because they were such a you know, it's kind
1: of an obvious one, yeah. yeah. the
0: obvious choice. Uh, with KU at 5-1, uh, the first time since 2009 that they were 5-0 and oh going into last week's game in which they lost to TCU. But Kansas has been just an absolute shocker. Anytime you go over your win total in three weeks out in Vegas, you know that it's a, it's a wild season. And quite frankly, that you know back in 2009, I mentioned this last week, uh, KU won the first five, lost the last seven. It doesn't feel to me like this Kansas team is going to do that. It seems like there's still a win or two uh, available out there uh, for those guys to become bowl eligible. And if they really do some things, I mean, who knows? You know, even though they have that loss to TCU, but if they really continue to play great, uh, they, might, can, they might keep themselves into that Big 12 title race, uh, championship, title, uh, championship game race, at least for another couple of weeks. Obviously, they have to win uh, this week in Norman, which is not out of the realm of possibility. Uh, but, you know, Kansas is absolutely that team. I had UCLA down as well, TCU down as well. Uh, this was one that uh, you had a hunch. I think we both, with what we saw at the end of the year last year, had a hunch this team might be pretty good, and they have been. T- uh, th- this week will show exactly how good uh, that they have become. But Tennessee, I think, is just a tick of a surprise. Uh, you know, they I think they were on the list of, hey, this team could be pretty good, but I'm not sure how much anybody really trusted uh, the, the belief that Tennessee would be where they're at right well, now. Well,
1: I'm not allowed to put them on my list because I already had them as my darling, you know, sure. going in. Um, and same thing can be said about Kansas State. I had a feeling Kansas State had a chance yeah. to be uh, pretty good, and, and here they are. So that's why I kind of kept those guys off yeah. the list. And then, I didn't as want we both in.
0: mentioned, Adrian Martinez is a possible Big 12 player of the year if K-State was as good as some people thought they might be. The last one I'll say is Ole Miss uh, losing Corral. Losing Jeff Levy on the offensive side of things. And Lane Kiffin has them rolling 6-0 and 0, uh, with Auburn coming into town. You look at their schedule. You know, Auburn is a name. I'm not sure how good they are. But then you go to LSU. You go to A&M. Winnable. You Winnable. get Bama at home. You go to Arkansas. Never and then know. you finish with uh, the Egg Bowl with Mississippi State. You know the, the, Can I throw
1: Arkansas as my disappointing team?
0: Yeah, for the way they started, they kind of have – they've dropped off the map. They really have. K.J. Jefferson getting hurt didn't help them in last week's loss to Mississippi State. Um, but yeah, uh, Arkansas at three and three, especially the way they started the season, has become a disappointment. You know, Boy,
1: what's that schedule remind you of? What's that? I mean, I know Alabama is one thing, but Mississippi State—you think they could have? Yeah, it injuries don't help. Starting three and zero, oh, then.
0: Well, the doinking the field goal off the upright, down in Jerry World against Texas A and M, and losing to the Aggies. I think was a huge deflator. Isn't that funny With how you Bama go back to in. a play in yes. the season of I mean, it turned? There's no, they, they started that game blowing the Aggies out, 14 nothing like that. And then all of a sudden, Texas A&M kind of settled in. Arkansas basically gave them the game. And then since then, uh, you know, you play Alabama, you get beaten, and you didn't have your quarterback against Mississippi State. It looks like he might play at BYU. Uh, but still, Ooh, yeah, tough the, game. the yeah. guy has kind of been cast uh, for Arkansas. Uh, not going to be a contender in the SEC like some people thought they might be out, out west, be kind of a, that next tier down from sure. Alabama. Yeah. Okay, so let's go to, let's go to the Heisman. Uh, let's do that next. Okay. To me so far, and you mentioned this yesterday, good, because it's not like there's a, been a bunch of talk about it. I think part of the reason there hasn't been a bunch of talk about it is there hasn't been a bunch of just sterling performances, and especially from the guys we thought. You know, Bryce Young's been okay at times uh, and then wasn't able to play uh, last week in that, in that marquee setting at night, the, the CBS night game. He wasn't there to yep. be able to, 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 be able to uh, quarterback his team against A&M. Uh, CJ Stroud has done what we all thought he would. I, I think he's got to be the front runner right now for Ohio, Ohio he's State mine. quarterback. He's mine, yeah. and, and and it's not necessarily by default because he's been as good as we thought. It, it's just that to this point, outside of that Notre Dame game, no. Ohio State, yeah. and it's no fault of their own. It's it's really a fault of of the teams that they played and the conference that they're playing in. But they just haven't been in those marquee matchups yet no. uh, and so I think that's a big part of creating momentum for the Heisman we haven't seen it a lot so that I would have him first but then some guys that are that are a, a big performance this week could really push them toward um consideration I think Hendon Hooker is at the top of that list if he can go out and light up Alabama in a win for Tennessee yeah that dude is right there I think Caleb Williams has that chance Uh, against Utah on a national stage. And you mentioned DTR earlier. I think Dorian Thompson-Robinson is going to have that, you know, a a guy that's been up and down. I mean, hell, he played against Kyler Murray in Norman in 2018. He's still quarterback in uh, UCLA. I think those are some guys that are a little bit uh, um, kind of that second tier. And then I think there's some other guys that are a tier down right now that are going to have the chances. And number one on that list to me, is right up at Stillwater. Spencer Sanders has these next two weeks, if he really shows out and has performances like he had against Notre Dame and the Fiesta Bowl and wins over TCU and then Texas next week, all of a sudden Spencer Sanders becomes a real candidate for the Heisman Trophy.
1: absolutely agree. Yeah, it's a wait-and-see game, I think, for the Heisman race. But if we're going to pick maybe a top three right now, I still have Stroud as my guy uh, winning it um, because he's playing for one of the best. Isn't that what it really kind of boils down to at times, playing for the best player on the best team? I think Ohio State's that definitely one of the best teams, and he's the best player. Because the other teams, Georgia, you mentioned Alabama, their players aren't aren't really living up to the expectations personally so i put cj stroud there if i'm inviting three to new york cj stroud caleb williams right now and here's a curveball i know they've taken some lumps but i I like i still like will levis i think he could still put up enough numbers to get considered
0: he's gonna have chances too you know he's still got georgia he's got the game this week with mississippi state here's another guy that's because they have played such a horrible schedule People think they're good, and I think they are too. And he gets a great chance starting this week. Is Blake Corum, the running back uh, from Michigan, Uh 118 carries, 735 yards, and 11 touchdowns. Uh, So he he's going to be another guy that's going to have a chance to catapult himself starting this week into this conversation a little bit more. Uh, And and you don't see that a lot. You know, everybody we named as a quarterback (laughs) except for him. You know, but but I do think that um, with the uncertainty, kind of the flip-flopping early on in the season. Uh, at Michigan, that helps him in this race because then you can point to him as kind of the stabilizing force. Even yeah. though McCarthy's been pretty good since he's taken the job over, so I, I think Corum, with the stats that he's put up so far, and the chances at more, uh, he he could be a, a non-quarterback guy that could get into this race with a huge week starting uh, against Penn State at home on Saturday. All right, let's go through uh, out. Through, let's go back through the conference title games. Okay, we'll start. Let's we'll start out west. Let's we'll start in the Pac-12 right now i think i had i think this is what i might have had preseason but for me right now if you ask me who's going to play in the pac-12 title game i would pick utah and i would pick oregon you'd stick with oregon i would stick with utah and i would stick with oregon i know i had utah in the the conference title game because i had utah in my playoff
1: where did you have them who did you have before
0: i think i had this i think i had utah and oregon
1: did you have that i think so uh, Pac-12. I had Utah and Oregon, and mm-hmm. I'm totally switching them out and putting in USC. And just because of the the, uh, the division, I think Washington bounces back and, and gets enough to get in there.
0: Yeah, that'll be probably the decider. Uh, those two playing each other uh, tonight. You know, UCLA hangs out there in the in the south side of the Pac-12, mm-hmm. uh, but for the for the north, uh, it feels it does feel like that the winner of the Oregon game. Uh, versus Washington will be the participant. SEC, any reason to change from no. him and Georgia? No. Didn't uh, think so. Same,
1: even the same result. ACC? ACC, I went with – I had Clemson in Miami. I mentioned Miami and how disappointed they are. Take them out, put North Carolina in there. They're going to sneak around. Mack Brown knows how to win that division. He's been there long enough, and I think they control it and win it.
0: That's actually what I've got, too. Even though Miami's only – they've struggled, but they're only 0-1 in the conference. So they're nowhere near out of it yet in that – the coastal division. But I'm kind of the same way with you. Uh, I've got Clemson and North Carolina. Big 10?
1: Big 10, I had Ohio State over Wisconsin. Yeah, Wisconsin, what was I thinking? Obviously sticking with Ohio State. Put in Purdue.
0: It's a big game. Listen, it's a big game this week. Purdue hosting Nebraska. Yeah. The winner of that game is going to be right alongside Illinois in the West. When does
1: Illinois and Purdue play, do we know?
0: I'm sure you can look at
1: that. When you talk about big games, at least for the West, for control of the West, it's – oh, they've already – no, excuse me.
0: Have they already played?
1: No, they have not. They don't. Yeah, they, they do. No, how they, do they not they, play? They, I'm sorry, they do. Oh, there it is. Couldn't see I, him.
0: I, I thought I clicked Purdue. because I was looking for Illinois. It's like, yeah. what in the world? Yep. All right, so they play the, November the 12th. the 12th. Yep. This is a big one. Um, nebraska. You know we, They could we, be spoilers. spoiler. We love Minnesota. nebraska still make it. They could, yeah. They're only two. Yeah. They're two and one. Yeah. Right there with everybody else. I'm going to stick with Nebraska. I've got, I had Ohio State and Nebraska to start. You're going to stick with I'm them? I'm going to stick with them. Wow. Okay. I'm going to stick with them and all the all the uh what happens at Nebraska if they play in the Big 10 title game. All this talk of who they're going to hire, do they stay with Mickey Joseph?
1: No. They want to slam dunk hire. They, they want a stay? name that that could rally the 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 Cornhusker crew. A troops. former
0: quarterback and Mickey Joseph is he not the guy?
1: I think if they hire and this I know we don't have a lot of time, but if oh, I we think all the time we want. I think that if they hire anybody other then Urban Meyer, then Nebraska fans will go crazy.
0: (laughs) They want Urban Meyer. What about Matt Rule? I don't think anybody's going crazy if they hire Matt Rule in the negative.
1: Does Matt Rule want back in the college game?
0: Well, he doesn't want in the pro game.
1: No, but I heard he didn't like to recruit. He wasn't a fan of it. I don't know.
0: He may not not do anything and just collect $40 million over the next couple of years. Yeah, sit back
1: and just relax.
0: Okay, so Big 12. Uh, <laughs> Big we, 12. I think we both had Bedlam. Uh, no. Oh, you didn't have Bedlam I going this I had OU Baylor. Oh, that's right. You didn't have OSU. I had Bedlam. I will okay. stick with one of those. I'll, I'll, I'll keep OSU there, and I will slide Texas All right, same here. into the Big 12 title. Me yeah. too.
1: Me too. OSU, but Texas. there
0: is a huge chance – especially if the things don't go well for the Pokes this week. Yeah. When is the last time there's been a Big 12 championship game without a team from the state of Oklahoma involved?
1: Hmm. We're going back to Baylor. No. They
0: didn't play. They didn't play that time. See, that's the that's thing. Right. I believe yeah. – you know when it goes back to, I think, 2009 Texas-Nebraska was Sue and Colt McCoy. I think you're right. Because there was a run there where neither team would have been but they didn't have the game.
1: That is a great trivia question.
0: I believe it's Texas-Nebraska the last time Oklahoma, uh, the state of Oklahoma, didn't have a participant in the Big 12 title game. Okay, you want to change uh, – I know you're going to change your playoff because Oklahoma will come out of there. Of course.
1: I'm mean, I even change the order up. What do you got? Um, because SEC, I have Alabama-Georgia, I have Alabama beating Georgia in the SEC title game. And I'm sticking with that. So – uh, with that being said, but Ohio State, I think, is they've looked the part. I think they get the one seed. They don't want Alabama, Georgia playing again uh, in the semifinal. So Alabama two, Clemson three, winning the ACC, and Georgia four. So that's my four in the playoff, which isn't much of a shocker. I mean, yeah, you could-
0: I had I had Georgia out to start. Right. So I had too much faith in Big Blue. Now the one thing that could happen is, speaking of Big Blue, if Kentucky could find a way to, to win it to to beat Georgia, and then Bama beat Georgia for the second, long, you know, that's a way for Georgia not to make to it out. into the playoff. That's Obviously, the, the same can be said for Alabama on the other side, if they find uh, if somebody finds a way to beat them, and then you know knocks, and then Georgia would knock them out. But right now. It looks like you know a collision course with two undefeated teams. Um, so I agree. I got the same. I've got exactly the same teams. I do have them? No, I have them different okay. order. I've got Bama one, Ohio State two, Georgia three, Clemson four. Uh, you know, obviously, I get it. Georgia would have a loss where Clemson wouldn't um, coming from the SEC title game. But at the same time, I think a lot like what we saw a year ago, right? Uh, Georgia had so much capital built up. That that's exactly where they went last year as a, as a one loss team over an undefeated team. And I understand it was Cincinnati versus Clemson, and those names are a little bit different, but I still think that they would, they would finagle Georgia into the three. So then you get Ohio State, Georgia, Bama, Clemson.
1: I know a lot of people are thinking, what about OSU, Oklahoma State?
0: Here, the difference to me. I, I
1: think the, it's razor thin between Clemson and OSU.
0: Now, if they're both undefeated, if they're both undefeated,
1: oof. there's, there's, I think if we, if it listen, went, I think OSU would, if they, I think they'd finish fifth, and there'd be a. If
0: they're both undefeated, George is out.
1: Well, of course, of course. If they're yeah, both yeah, undefeated, yeah, Georgia's yeah, yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Because they'd have to. Because have, they wouldn't have a have, conference title. Right, and one and, loss. and listen,
0: there would be a bunch of howling from down south. But as an undefeated conference champs, and by the way, when you look at the maybe the the strength at the top, but. Man, the Big 12's got five teams ranked this week, and one of them is in Oklahoma. Yeah. yeah. You know, the, the ACC's got some teams ranked as well. So, you know, this is it, – it's not quite the same conversation that we've had uh, with, o, with OU and Clemson beating up on supposedly nobodies to get, into the, to get into the dance, right? Right. The one thing that would scare me, if I'm an OSU fan, even in that scenario as an undefeated team and a conference champ, you still – that that helmet that, that the helmet versus georgia yeah because that to me is what it would come down to yeah it would come down That's... to oklahoma state and georgia clemson kind of on the periphery of that conversation the brand yeah but the branding yeah at the same time new team it'd be a huge boon for the big 12 that what will be the new big 12 right if that can happen so um but I, I think it's those four in because i don't think i think the conference is too i think the big 12 is too good Oklahoma State to go undefeated. Right. And which is, I, you know, it works It works see, for them yeah. if they do, but it works against them in actually getting it done. And
1: they got a great opportunity too. No so.
0: doubt about it. And it starts this week if yep. they can uh, get, the, get the win over TCU down in Fort Worth. Final segment from Poppy's Pit and Grill. Still serving some breakfast. Coming up at lunch the specials are pork chops with a couple of sides. Also pulled pork tacos that homemade peach salsa right here at the intersection of Highway 152 and Highway 6. It's Poppy's Pit and Grill open from 6 to 2, Monday through Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m. on Thursday through Saturday, and then open for lunch 11 to 2 on Sunday. Poppy's Pit and Grill. I'm telling you, the breakfast we just watched these guys eat, it was awesome looking uh, with eggs and sausage or some gravy slung around, big old pancakes as well. Uh, good looking stuff down here at Poppy's Pit and Grill. And if you're not inclined to have the special today for lunch, let me tip you off what you're looking for you're looking for poppy's pig poppy's pig is sliced brisket pulled pork sausage and two pieces of bacon come down and get that and the classic side i'm afraid uh you probably won't need a side item after that but you can still get fries or po- mashed potatoes potato salad okra all the uh, trimmings there on the side of that poppy's pig hunt. listen jared we may have to make somebody make a run out here yeah to get us uh, because we're gonna be busy we're gonna be busy from now until until six thirty. I'm telling you. All right, what's uh, what is on your mind today, Jared?
1: Um, well, I'm sure you saw the um, new alternative uniforms that OU will be donning on Saturday morning. There, they are. There's always been a rumor that would they wear black uniforms, dark uniforms, and they're gonna do it. And they they unveiled it yesterday. They did it in a cool way to honor OU's first. Uh, black scholarship player that is, I'm, I hope I'm saying this right, Prentice Gott. Is it Gaut? Um I read about him. I think you've read the same book, uh, The Undefeated. And, um, and there's some cool stories in there. And one of the cool ones for me was back then, he played from 56 to 59. Back then, there was a freshman team for your college and then a varsity team. The freshmen were not allowed to play with the varsity, so the freshmen had their own schedule. They are on a road trip, I think, Tulsa or Arkansas or something, and they were coming back. Obviously, they're really hungry. They stopped somewhere at a roadside diner to get a, a dinner, and um, back then it was segregated, and, and they did not allow uh, black people into the restaurant. And He was the only black teammate on that team, so they did not allow him in. What was cool about that story was the whole team said, nuh and did not go in, and uh, that diner lost the business, and and so they chose not to have dinner because their teammate wasn't wasn't able to have dinner. It's a Pretty cool story, and a pretty cool way to I mean to unveil these uniforms. Not for the sake of let's just have an alternate uniform because everyone else is doing it. They're doing it for a purpose. Um, I, I like it. I know you know a lot of um, OU fans, purists out there, hate them. Let's simply put, they just I've seen the the outcry of why change something that's. A, Listen, evolve or die. The kids love it. The recruits love it. Uh, the reaction from those kids and, and the players, and you know. And right now, OU needs an edge. And if this gives them a little edge in a time when they desperately need to, need a win, I'll take it. So I'm okay with it. But it's been on my mind. A, the, the new uniform's coming out this Saturday. I'm anxious to see them. Is that not gray?
0: It's a dark, it's dark matte gray, gray. yeah. The helmet color. That looks like it, too. Yeah uh sirn described as black jerseys they look dark gray to me i wonder if um <clears throat> i wonder if
1: it's just the sh- if they if it's a different shade like you know mm-hmm. how they look in the sun as opposed right. to under the lights you know the helmet, will they
0: shine differently the helmet clearly looks yeah. lighter in a lot of ways than the jersey but i i don't i don't know it's going to be interesting what they look like i'm
1: interested to see you know if they wear these uniforms in the future and future seasons where Wearing, a, you know, in an important game at night, they no, call for you. fans to wear a blackout. You know, kind of like what Ohio State did earlier this year. No, thank
0: you. Not in an important game. If you wear these against Kansas, man. <laughs> you don't wear these in big well, games.
1: Here's a newsflash: the Kansas game suddenly an important yeah, game. It's more important than we thought. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I'm getting think think softball anthracite. Yeah, the softball. Um, had them. I know, uh, basketball. Listen, I, I've seen yeah, basketballs worse some, something like this. I mean, I, anymore I wear, if it's game day, I'll wear a, a red shirt and darker gray shorts. So did they, did they see me last week, take a picture and then start to do this scheme? I don't know.
1: I've I seen, have. we've seen a lot of mock-ups from people on social media, of what one would look like. Mm-hmm. And there's something pretty dang similar. Yeah. And I, I I don't mind them. I, I don't mind changing. Here's and, the deal.
0: I can't stand it. For for me, I can't stand it. Because I, I think Oklahoma's uniforms are the iconic uniforms. Mm-hmm. But here's the deal. This isn't for me. This doesn't have anything to do with me. They're not doing this because they want 40, 41-year-old Skinny to go, man, those are sweet. They're doing it for 17-year-old whoever to go look at these guys. They are evolving with the times and – And doing some and and you see you know what i saw yesterday when they were released a bunch of former players of the last few years going man they promised us this a couple years ago why didn't it have i want to wear that jersey so it obviously resonates with the people that you want it to resonate with and that is the younger dudes that are going to be playing college football so whatever i don't like it it doesn't matter that i don't like it so you you just got to roll with it and watch it for one time that's and here's the funny part about it if Oklahoma loses to Kansas, everybody will be wanting to burn, burn the jerseys down and never wear them again. Right. Because no one remembers when Oklahoma plays well in the jerseys. They remember when Oklahoma plays terrible in these jerseys.
1: Well, um, there was a jersey unveiled in Lubbock, Texas, that was never worn again
0: Wow! Well, after
1: yeah. Texas, te- or, yeah, Texas Tech. Beat them down. I wonder if that, if the win or loss or the loss had anything to do with that. What do you? Do
0: you know. remember, what's What's the first time you remember Oklahoma wearing a, a different jersey?
1: It was against North Texas. 2003 o- 03 opener in the rain, and the rain actually made this Bears look cooler.
0: How did that day go? Didn't burn those jerseys. No. <laughs> no. I wish the they bring those well. back.
1: Those were really cool. There was an honest more to of the a 50s. throwback, right? Yeah, I liked the all white with the single white red stripe helmet. Um, the simple. It was a throat Yeah, I loved it. I was there. I thought it was a really cool combination.
0: All right, that'll do it. Thank you to the folks here at Poppy's Pit and Grill. Come on by, get breakfast, still get breakfast. Got lunch specials coming up with pork chops, pulled pork tacos right here at Poppy's, the intersection of Highway 152 and Highway 6, just south of Oak City, right on the highway to the east side of the road. Uh, Everybody probably remembers it as a different name uh, throughout all the years. Uh, Thank you, sir. Good to see you. That's it. Big Elk TV, Cool 94, six thirty-three game, seven o'clock kick. The Elks with a huge game against Chickasha, and of course the battle for battle for Beckham County out at Merit. Seven o'clock on ParagonTV.com. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered to right. Way.